Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Mess It Up podcast. I am the Bowtie Guy. And I am the Biker Chick. And uh, I've got my southern ease on because I just came back from a trip to uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I was there for... The uh, Celebrate Recovery Summit East this year, which was close to my in-laws' house, so I went as a volunteer, so we'll talk about that more later. But I just want to tell you that today, well, this week, our word of the week is epitome, which is like the ultimate example of something. And I think we are the epitome of a podcast for joy, because I just think that we bring it it, just hardcore every single time. Hardcore. Hard. So hardcore. Totally. I am, if nothing, I am, you know, hard. Right. That's what I think of when I think of Paul. Yeah. I think of hardcore. So it was really fun being in the uh, the East Coast this week doing, uh, well, last week doing uh, Summit. And this can kind of tell you how far in advance we record these uh, when you hear this one. But um, I was wearing a bow tie because I am... Bow tie guy. Yeah. And it was the south, so it was, uh, temperature was in the high 80s, low 90s, and the... So was the humidity. Humidity was in the (laughs) low 80s to mid 80s. It was comfortable. But I was inside for most of it, so that kind of helped out. But as I was packing, I was like, shorts and t-shirts, at CR Summit, I'm going to be comfortable. I was like, oh man, I got to go and represent, be the bow tie guy. Rep. But it really helped. Yeah. But I, I had some fun, and I hope that some of the people from Summit are listening. Mac, I hope particularly that you are listening, because Mac, is he's the national director for CR, and I told him, I said, I do this little podcast. It's the biker chick and the bow tie guy. And then I pointed my bow tie, and I said, guess who I am? And he said, biker chick? And I was yes. like, yeah, you guessed it. So then he was calling me biker chick during the week. That's so awesome. So it was a whole lot of fun. So you got a little bit of uh, repping out there as well. That's right. Um, but it was super fun to just spend time with forever family that I had never met yeah. and just join in and be so there and so just hugged. One thing I loved last year was my first summit for CR, that I love the acceptance that is just so abundant. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter who's next to you or who's around you or you know what's going on. They're just, it's, it's a family. It really is. We all understand that... We're family. Yes. Like, it's With crazy. With some warts and some crooked oh, teeth absolutely. and some of us need braces and some of us should brush our teeth, but, you know, it's just, yeah, it's family. It's family, yeah. And so I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I, um, it was my first, I've been to Summit several times, but this was the first time I'd gone as a volunteer and it was the first time I'd gone to the East Coast. Yeah. So, uh, when I was looking at, um, some email from CR, it said, hey, East Coast Summit's coming, and it's going to be at Long Hollow Baptist Church. And I was like, Long Hollow Baptist? I've driven past there dozens of times because my mother-in-law lives just down the road. And my sister-in-law, and my brother-in-law, and my father-in-law, and all my in-laws. So don't want to leave any of your family out because I signed them all up. I said, hey, give me your phone. And I just subscribed them to the podcast. Nice. Um, but I thought, well, let's go and volunteer. So I, I signed up, and then I told my lovely wife, hey, we're going to do this. And she's like, yeah, this is great. So... We go there as volunteers, and I signed up being the nerd as a tech guy. Right. And I'm thinking I'm going to be running cables and plugging plugs in and hooking up microphones and running sound. But what it turned out was I was um, the PowerPoint guy. And the person who was in charge of the tech group said, really, 
This is simple. All you need is a finger or you could even probably do it with your nose. And I was like, awesome. I've got 10 of those and one of those. So this is perfect. But I only had two hours in the entire week that I was committed to working. Wow. So my wife was in the uh, resource uh, it's not a tent. I always call it a resource tent. Saddleback, it's a tent. Here it was a room. And so we were selling the books and the supplies and whatnot. Right. And so I just came over and said, hey, I've got nothing to do for two days until Thursday night at four. So you got anything for me? And they're like, yeah, why don't you go over and, and stand at that line there and tell people which register to go to? Right. So I was like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> it's, it's the Disneyland line, Disney World, if you're on the East Coast. I had to learn that one. But it's the Disney line that zigzags. You can see right now I'm zigzagging. And then you get to the front and then I say, well, you're going to go to register number one. Oh, you're going to go over there to register number four. Oh, you'll come here to register number 12. And I was sending people to the registers. If you know me, you know how much this was just like my, you know, wheelhouse I right. was in heaven. It was like being back at Starbucks. I had hundreds of people coming by. I was telling the same three jokes over and over and over. One lady said, you must have a million of these. I said, no, ma'am, I've got three. You just go through the line fast enough. You can't tell. But it was super duper fun, and people did that. They 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 just loved on me as I loved on them, and we. Right. It was our first meeting, but we were okay. So the lady that I'm standing next to is a lady named Gail. Hi, Gail. I know Gail's listening. She's there at pastors.com hashtag pastors.com, um, and uh, and I did the hashtag with my fingers. And he did. Christine is laughing with her face. Um, so Gail was standing next to me, and uh, she was at register twelve. She was one two one two one two. Um, I didn't even know. How many registers were there? There were 12. I said, this is so perfect, 12 steps. They're like, Right. That's what, as soon as I thought. Mm -hmm. As soon as I thought. So um, I I, I didn't even know Gail's name for a long time because she was just one, two, one, two, one, two. Right. But she she asked me on Wednesday, she said, hey, Paul, just tell me a little about your testimony. And so I told her, now she had just met me. And you dear listeners know, and if you don't know my testimony, just go back and listen to episode one, talk a little bit about me. Right. I'm not the guy that everybody loves. Right. Because of my past. Right. Um, I'm the guy that everybody loves because of my Jesus. Yep. And I told her she didn't run. She didn't say, ew. Right. She didn't cringe. She kept on talking. Mm-hmm. She kept on talking to me the next day. Right. She just loved me. It's amazing what being a healthy person can do for expressing love. Yes. I hadn't thought about it in terms of that health because... Yeah, when people are not expressing it well, it's that unhealthy. You can almost always look at it and say, okay, they're unhealthy. Yeah. And there, there's a lot of times where their anger or their shame or whatever is inside of them, they take that and they slap you with it. Yes. And so that's how I can typically find someone who's not in recovery or not in self betterment or whatever. Right. It's their reactions to things. It's uh, it, it's truly amazing. And just the idea that, I don't know, that someone can love someone without knowing them and just accept them with all their garbage and nonsense right. is, is just truly amazing. Right. Now, I normally love going to Summit because I get to sit and listen to the testimonies. Right. Testimonies just rock my foundation. Mine too. Mine too. And um, I didn't get to participate in any of that right. for East Coast Summit. I'm going to do that in a couple of weeks when I go to West Coast Summit. But East Coast Summit was just all about me serving. It was just about me 
doing my 12th step and I didn't even get to see my in-laws my uh, I mean much mm-hmm. my my wife stuck around for an extra week so that she could visit but I right. came back to do um, stuff and, and and work on my not job and everything so she was you know busy doing her thing but I was I was just I don't know I was just super struck by the fact that as much as I love testimonies, as much as I adore going to Summit and look forward to it every year, this was probably my favorite Summit. Yeah. Because it was just so different. And I found myself thinking, maybe I'll give my ticket to Summit West Coast to someone and I'll just go and be a volunteer and, right. and serve in the resource team. I wish that person could be me. Oh, yeah. Pick me, pick me, pick me. I would love that. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to because I do want to participate in this stuff, right. but it's just... That different perspective. God has has taken this season in my life, and He's been showing me so many different things, mm. so many different perspectives. Right. Um, and I, I I don't know if we've had the conversation of um, the uh, I lost my word. When you meet people um, from God, uh, divine appointments. Yes. 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 And I don't know if we've had that conversation on the podcast or know. if I've just had it because I've been talking to it, so many people, but. That was the thing that struck me about the last five months of my life. I've had more divine appointments in the last five months than I've ever had in my entire life combined. 50 years combined, last five months more. Why do you think that is? I have two thoughts that I still haven't come down with. Uh Uh, And and if you please, email in to bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or info at messituppodcast.com with your thoughts and, and theories or just go on our Facebook page and leave us some some comments. But one of the things that strikes me is I might not have been listening. Mm, yeah. No. Let me back that up. I was not listening and perhaps God was putting it there and I was completely just driving over the speed bumps at 100 miles an hour and didn't feel them. Right. Or... God could see I was driving at 100 miles an hour and knew I wouldn't feel the speed bump, so he was waiting on them. But either way, I'm convinced that it has to do with my listening and my finally, after 15 years of recovery and going through step studies and having my 12-step, I finished it, coin, and knowing Mm -hmm. that finally, finally really doing step three and turning my life over to Christ. And letting him lead and guide and following that. And that's a biggie. Yeah. That's <laughs> big enough that it shut should, me up. I was like, y'all should have seen Paul's face just now. It was hysterical. Oh, yeah. It made me be it quiet is. because it, it's it's massive. It is. It is. It, it, I don't know how to... I'm 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 not sure how to process tomorrow because I'm just letting God process today, and I've been a tomorrow guy for so long. Right. All my life, have a plan, know what you're doing, have plan B, have plan C, and this whole just letting God is crazy. See, I think I'm in a place right now of God's really trying to do something. And I'm throwing up some serious blocks because not on purpose, not like, ha ha, God, I see you, go mm-hmm. away. It's, I have a really good way of making myself so busy with so many different things that I think God would want me to do. So instead of shutting up 
quieting, being still, and actually having the conversation, not where I'm talking at God, but where I'm actually listening to God, is very difficult for me. So I find out that things kind of blow up in my life when it gets too crazy. Mm -hmm. And I've kind of got some stuff going on in my life right now that's pressing on my heart for different reasons. But the one thing that I keep hearing God say to me is, what about your husband and children? And I really feel like I've always been so tomorrow driven. What am I going to do? What is my future? What is my path? What is this? And God never says, I'm going to give you a roadmap and here's the big shiny crown at the end. And this is what it's going to look like. He promises one thing and that's to light my next step. But if I'm looking so far ahead, trying to race down the path, I'm not looking in front of me to where that step is. Mm -hmm. I'm stepping right over it or beside it or around it or whatever and not calming myself and and truly doing step three, truly surrendering my life to God. And so I'm finding out right now, I think I'm so, so quote unquote worldly driven for the things that this world wants of me Mm-hmm. that I think God wants of me, of but I is. have no yeah. idea what God really wants of me. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at with that whole. Are you doing what I'm doing, which is wanting God to want what I want for me, for myself? This is what I want. So God want this. No, and I trying don't. trying to sell God on it. No, but I love that theory because I'm sure I've done that a billion times like, before. God would want me to uh, start another step study. God would want me to start another CR. God would want me to be a state rep. God would want me to write a book. God would want me to do right. all these things. And there's nothing that I can point to and say, yeah, it's wrong to start another step study. It's wrong to be in church. It's wrong to play you in the bring worship up team. such a good point. Yes. Then I changed my answer. My answer is yes, because I believe I am doing that in a lot of ways. God would want me, you know, to get involved in the community this way so that people I can talk about CR, I can talk about recovery, I can be an example. Um, but what am I missing out on that God really wants? Mm-hmm. You know, God has been trying so hard to show me my ministry at home that um, I continue to miss it. Yeah. And I really think that's what he's drawing me to. We are super good, you and I, and I'm guessing listeners as well, at missing things. One thing that I just noticed is... The time. The time is going, and and, you know we try to keep these things short enough for you people so you don't have to stop listening or be late to work. So we're going to jump over to the uh, word of the... the, No, the song (laughs) of the week this week. I was driving down the road just this morning, and I was listening to a song again. You probably heard me say this every time I intro the song of the week, but I listen to the song, but I never... Heard the heard song, it. yeah, and I was listening to the verse of "Unfinished" by Mandisa, and yeah. uh, it kind of messed me up a little bit. So go ahead and give a listen here. We're going to give you a little sample of it. We'll come back after the break and talk about the song of the week briefly. Yeah, right. Making me a masterpiece. He's still working on me. He started something good. I'm gonna believe it.
part that really struck me was the beginning because I've heard the, the the verse or the chorus so many times. Just I'm just done finished. He's still working, still working, uh-huh. and that's good. And I thought to myself, wait, this is a great CR song, but I can't sing like Mandisa, so you know we haven't done it. Right. But I just I got you know just gobsmacked today by the uh, the verse. The first verse it says, "Not scared to say it. I used to be the one preaching it to you that you could overcome." I still believe it, but it ain't easy. Because the world I painted where things just all work out, it started changing and I started having doubts and it got me so down. I don't know when she met me or when she pulled her brain into my brain, (laughs) but she's like, I'm going to go ahead and write this song about Paul. Right. Because that, that's, that's me. It's just that I can tell everybody how it's going to be great. Every single minister of Mocha blog I end with. Rise up. That's yeah. right. Everybody at, at CR Summit East, they knew me. Hey, that's the bow tie guy with a smile and a joke. Yeah. And then inside, I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm always questioning it. Right. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said it was going to be brief. <laughs> exactly. No, I love this song. It's a great song. Um, it's fun to sing in the car. I can tell you that right it now. It is. It's a. It's I a love to be Mandisa in the song. Catchy little tune. Mm-hmm. Um. But it's a great reminder that we are unfinished and that as far as I know, my life on earth, I'll always be unfinished. Mm-hmm. I won't be finished until I'm in heaven with God. So it's just kind of a, a truth. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a similar conversation. I met um, the um, when I was I was at Summit, I got to go at one point I got to go into the it was like going into the teacher's lounge Bev talked to me about that we went to the green room and they have several different green rooms but we went to the green room for the national team which is like right off the stage so people are getting ready to come on and off and everything like that they can relax and focus and pray and uh, so skit guys were there yeah. so being me with a phone I you know have to get a selfie of course and I was talking to skit guy Tommy about his testimony that I had heard mm-hmm. and I really, I have this thing where I relate to comedians and the plight of comedians because when I hear, I, I was watching a documentary on a comedian named Gary Shandling. Right. And um, I just hear so many, you hear the story of Robin Williams yep. and Richard Pryor and all these people who struggle so much with doubt, right? with fear of being good enough. And the thing that sometimes makes us funny is people who try to be funny is when we fail. People laugh right. at failure. Look at America's Funniest Home Videos and the, you know, the $10,000 videos always in the running, some guy catching a wiffle ball in the crotch because we like to laugh at other people's misery. Can I just tell you that I don't? See, that's makes you different. Not weird. Different. I can't watch those. I can't. I don't. I, I, can't I get bored up. with them. But I mean, it's. I don't. There, people can't. get entertained by them. Yeah. And so, as a person who tries to be funny, I have to look for those things, and I make a lot, or I used to make a lot of self-deprecating humor. Right. And if I make myself the butt of the joke, no one can be mad at me, but they can still laugh. Right. And that meant I had to look for all the bad things I do in life. Right. And I had to celebrate the bad things and not the good things because the good things didn't make people laugh. And I had to have the laugh. I had to get people to smile and laugh. And when I heard Tommy's testimony, I heard so much of that in him as well. Yeah. And 
in 15 years of CR and all the testimonies I've heard, none have come even close to rocking me and messing me up as much as hearing his testimony a few years ago. And I got to talk to him for about five minutes and I just wanted to talk about so much more about that because right. it just was so, that's where my head goes yeah. at night. Um, I'm sitting here home alone. Um, my wife is back on the East Coast. And so in the daytime, I'm down at Starbucks, you know, typing and talking and and. and there's drinking a noise. lot of coffee. I'm drinking plenty of coffee, yeah. Um, and then as the day winds down, there's less and less people. And then I go home. And I make dinner and I do the dishes and I clean up and whatnot. And then about, you know, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, it's, it's nothing. It's me. Right. And the voices get incredibly loud when there's nothing to drown them out. And I spend my day... Drowning out those voices, the voices of doubt, yeah. the voices of fear, the voices of, of questioning if I'm doing enough, if I'm doing the right things, if this is what God really wants. Yeah. And they get so super loud at night. Mm-hmm. And when my wife is there, even though she's not talking, even if she's asleep on the other side of the house, she mutes those voices for me. Isn't that amazing? It's incredible. It's, yeah. it's phenomenal. And I've had to be real careful. There's some stuff I want to, like there's a, a new documentary on, on Robert Williams that I really want to watch. Right. But I know I can't watch that when I'm alone because I know that'll just give power and plug those voices into an amplifier. And isn't that a beautiful realization though? To be able to say, hey, I understand this is probably not healthy for me to do in this set of circumstances. Not that there's anything wrong with that particular right. documentary, but being so self-aware to say, hey, wait, my wife isn't home. You know, this is kind of the mindset that I need to be in if I'm going to watch something that's going to hit close to home emotionally. Yeah. Um, and so that's beautiful. That's that's something to celebrate it, it is. in your recovery. It is. is being, being able to say that um, and notice that. And I think part of the, and I, I don't want to use the word curse, but part of the downfall of being me, one of the gifts that God has given me is introspection mm-hmm. and a love of philosophical right. thinking and discussion right and in my own writing when I've written I, I, I there's more beauty in pain than in joy when I write I the, it's it's more eloquent it's more impactful and I feel like I need to keep doing it when it's happy it's just like butterflies and unicorns hooray and I can't figure out how to keep that going with the happy. I mean, I do it in brief moments for the Minister of Mocha blog. Right. But I have to have that juxtaposition. Here's this, then this. Why do you think that is, though? Not sure. Because people relate to pain better? Or? I don't know if it's me needing to explore the pain. Uh-huh. To work through it. Or if, if people relate to it. I, I saw a, a documentary on James Taylor, the musician, and his first several records were incredibly successful and then he got married he got clean he got happy oh that's a that's an artist a musician's downfall yeah. right? as soon as you get clean yeah. for some reason the, the records you know he was writing about happy stuff and it just wasn't the same impact right isn't that and, crazy yeah and I was I was I was watching um, uh, Fahrenheit 451 the other day um, which is a, a 
future kind of dystopian look at literature and the the world has been taken over and they they're burning all the books got to get rid of it because all these different thoughts pollute your mind and you just have to have the one true thought and in one scene the person is reading a book by Dostoevsky who's not a well-known happy writer you know it's just you know some hard stuff right and i thought okay when i'm going through hard times and i write a short little amount it's like hard for a little time writing an entire novel i don't know if i could get myself out of the pit to get it because i've been spending so much time writing about the pain about the misery right um that's a scary part for me it's a scary thing well that's why even in inventory when we're doing our four step you know, and you're writing about all of the negative experiences that you've encountered or um, suffered in your life. Balancing that out. Balancing. It's important yes. to have that balance of positivity on positive, beautiful things that you have accomplished and done and experienced throughout your life. Yeah. And so it's good to have that mindset. Of, and the beauty and the pain does come from the healing. Yes. You know, and there's, yes. there's stories in those scars. Yes. Um, I, I don't want to erase them. I don't want to ignore my past. Right. I don't want to live there, but right. I do want to tell the story of those scars. Absolutely. So, and that's how the, the mess becomes a message. Yes. It's just telling the story of the scars. And so, um, thanks. We are long this week, so I apologize. I want to remind you that we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. Uh, you can email me at uh, bowtieguy at, inf- no, bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or you can email info at messituppodcast.com. And if you have a story... We want to hear your story. Absolutely. Um, so send it to us. Give us your contact and we'll get a hold of you. Love to have you on the show. How can we talk to you, beautiful biker chick? Uh, you can email me at bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. I really wish some of the times this was video because if you guys could see like Paul encouraging me to get it right, it's amazing. Uh, it's just Jeez. so fun. It would right. be a great video podcast. Yeah. At some point, we're going to do a live one with a, a studio audience so if you want to yes. be involved in that email us let us know because we're trying to get that planned for the future but for, sure. for right now just know that your mess can become a message That's our mess right. is a message and um, thanks for listening thanks to all the new listeners from uh, Summit we'll be looking forward to uh, seeing you each week have a good one Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.